Hello and welcome to another Bible in the News. In the latter-day prophecy of Ezekiel 38, when the Jews have returned back to their land, it's very clear that there are two sets of nations defined by God's word. One set attacks Israel. This is mentioned in verses 1 through to 9, and it's headed up by Gog of the land of Magog, who is the leader of the Rus. As demonstrated in the Bible magazine and in multiple Bible in the news posts in the recent past, this refers to the leader of the peoples of Russia. According to the prophecy, this leader, along with other nations, heads up an army who comes down and attacks Israel. Another set of nations is mentioned in verse 13. This set contains the ancient nations of Sheba and Dedan, which correlate to the peoples of the Gulf states and Saudi Arabia. Also mentioned with them is the merchants of Tarshish, who, as we've demonstrated in the past, we believe refers to the power of Britain. This second set of nations challenges the invading set of nations. Art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away silver and gold, to take away cattle and goods, to take a great spoil, they ask? And so as we observe current events in the light of Bible prophecy, we cannot help be struck by how amazing it is that in recent events relating to Russia's war in the Ukraine, it is not the Western European nations making the biggest noise against Russia, the nation leading the way in protest against Russia's invasion is arguably Britain. It was Boris Johnson who was the first leader to visit the Ukraine after the war began and has visited a second time more recently. And again, this week, we see this antagonism between the UK and Russia hit our news headlines. On Wednesday the 29th of June, the Guardian reported on a statement that Boris Johnson, the British Prime Minister, had given. It was entitled, Boris Johnson. Putin would not have invaded Ukraine if he were a woman, end quote. The report stated, quote, Boris Johnson has claimed that Vladimir Putin would not have invaded Ukraine if he was a woman and believes that the war is a perfect example of toxic masculinity. In a report with German media following the G7 summit in Schluss, Ilemu, the Prime Minister cited the, U the Russian president's gender as a contributory factor to the conflict. Johnson told broadcaster ZDF, quote, If Putin was a woman, which he obviously isn't, if he were, I really don't think he would have embarked on a crazy macho war of invasion and violence in the way that he has. If you want a perfect example of toxic masculinity, is what he's doing in Ukraine, end quote. Now, in response, Russia summoned the UK ambassador. The BBC in a post on Thursday 30th, entitled, quote, Moscow rebukes UK ambassador over PM's offensive comments, end quote. It was reported that, quote, Russia has summoned the British ambassador in Moscow to protest against Prime Minister Johnson's offensive remarks about President Vladimir Putin. A Russian foreign minister statement said, Deborah Brunert was told that Russia firmly opposed the offensive comments by the British authorities towards Russia, its leader, its officials, as well as the Russian people. The AFP, the, the AFP news agency reported 
the ministry as saying, end quote. Another bizarre incident was reported by various news outlets about comments Boris Johnson had made at the G7 meeting. ITV.com, for example, published a report entitled, quote, We've got to show our pecs. Johnson mocks Putin's topless photos during G7 meeting, end quote. The report went on to say, quote, Boris Johnson cracked jokes about Russian President Vladimir Putin's habit of posing for topless photographs with Canadians Justin Trudeau at the G7 summit on Sunday. The Prime Minister and his Canadian counterpart discussed the Russian leader and his bizarre history of being photographed without a shirt. With the sun shining in the Bavarian Alps where the G7 leaders were meeting, Mr Johnson questioned whether they should keep their suit jackets on. Warming to his theme, he then said, Shall we take our clothes off? Suggesting, We all have to show that we're tougher than Putin. Boris Johnson's message to his critics, He's not going anywhere. Mr Trudeau joined in, referring to a bare-chested horseback ride. Mr Putin was pictured shirtless, riding a horse in 2009. Mr Johnson then said, we've got to show our pecs, end quote. In response to this, Russian President Vladimir Putin, Putin responded, and Politico ran a headline entitled, quote, Putin hits back at G7 taunts, says topless Boris Johnson would be disgusting sights, end quote. The report stated, quote, Russian president says allied leaders should exercise more and stop abusing alcohol. Russian president Vladimir Putin responded to jokes made by G7 leaders about his numerous shirtless photo ops, saying they would look disgusting if they took topless pictures, end quote. At a recent NATO meeting, the UK came out in huge support of the Ukraine. The BBC reported, quote, the UK will provide an additional 1 billion in military aid for Ukraine, a near doubling in its support for the fight against the Russian invasion. The new funding takes the military aid given to Kiev to 2.3 billion, and the UK has also spent 1.5 billion in humanitarian and economic support for Ukraine. Boris Johnson, speaking at a NATO summit in Spain, said, the cost of freedom is always worth paying for. The PM also commented, uh, committed to raising defence spending to 2.5% of GDP, end quote. It was also this week that we saw this headline by the BBC on the 27th of June, quote, Ukraine war, the price of freedom is worth paying, says Boris Johnson, end quote. The report stated, quote, the price of freedom is worth paying. Boris Johnson has said, when asked about the cost of helping defend Ukraine. Speaking from a G7 summit, he argued that letting Russia get away with invading Ukraine would have chilling consequences and lead to instability, likening the conflict to defeating Nazi Germany in World War II. The PM said that war had been very expensive, but delivered long-term stability. So we can see then that perhaps these bizarre Incidents illustrate that the leading voice against Russia is Britain. The European powers are destined to ultimately fall under Russian control, as the prophecy of Ezekiel 38 tells us this will occur at some stage. How it will happen, we do not know. But we have confidence in the word of God 
The Tarshish power, though, is destined to be part of that separate set of nations who will eventually challenge Russia in that fateful day when they invade Israel. Art thou come to take a spoil, they'll ask? The abrasive relationship between these two nations, then, is a sure sign of the times. Ultimately, though, all nations will bow to the coming Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is soon to return, just as these prophecies predict that he will. In that day, we read in Isaiah 2, verses 1 to 4, The mountain of the Lord, Yahweh's house, shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come ye and let us go up to the mountain of Yahweh, to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths, for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of Yahweh from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. And so we watch and we wait for the return of Jesus. These signs of the times strengthen our faith that God is in control and soon his kingdom will be restored on the earth. This has been Matt Davies joining you. Join us again next week, God willing, for another Bible in the News.